So I think sometimes surrender is not always a bad thing. Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host Oscar Fuchs. When doing these recordings, I usually ask my guests to try not to move around too much, because sometimes the microphones can pick up the rustling of clothes, or the accidental knocking of the mic stand, or the kicking of the table, things like that. But in today's episode, some of these extra noises are, in a way, the stars of the show. All will be explained as my guest today, Dajiang, tells his story. Today's episode happens to be the halfway point of season three, and also happens to be the final episode of 2022. For us international types connected to China, this has been a traumatic year. Many of us simply left after having lived here for decades, and for those of us who stayed, we have been to farewell party after farewell party, like a never-ending funeral for the lives we all once used to lead. So it feels right to end the year with an episode that speaks to the ideas of forgiveness, acceptance, and positivity, in the face of those things in life that we cannot control. I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's start the show. Dajang, great to see you here. Yes, thanks for having me here. And I'm calling you Dajang. That's the name that you go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my nickname. Everyone calls me Dajang, Big Jang, whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's my first question. Why do you call yourself Dajang? Da is big, right? And my friends call me because、uh, I'm not that short. And Jang is your family name? Yeah, Jang. Good. Well, I will also call you Dajang. How would you explain what you do here in China? I'm a walking camera. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out what you mean by that. First of all. The most important question: What object did you bring that, in some way, represents your life here in China?、Uh, it's a lens that I've used for years. You know, since first time I studied photography by myself. It's already got some mold, and you know, mold. The,、uh, oh God! Because、uh, <laughs> you usually you you change your camera quickly. You know, every five years sometimes in order revolution of camera, and then、yeah. you change it. But the lens, this one has a little. Special relation with me, you know. Like this, the first lens that I bought、uh, since I fell in love with photography. It's just, just a thing, you know. Absolutely.、Yeah. Well, it's a very direct representation of what you do here in China, right? Yeah, you know. Professionally, I'm a freelance videographer. You know,、uh, basically documentary style.、Huh? I found documentary because、uh, I made the very first documentary about Tourette syndrome in China because I have Tourette syndrome. Yeah. Got it. Well, thank you for that, and you've already revealed what we're going to talk about today. Your work in Tourette's. That reminds me of the introduction that I had to you、mm. from Michelle Chu、yeah. from last season. So let's、yeah. take a listen to what she said. Okay. I introduce you, Da Jiang. He's a very funny boy, and he's very warm-hearted, and he's a documentary. Director with the how to say patience with the Tourettes. 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 Yeah. Right. Ah,、uh, we try to make the public to accept and understand more about the patients. Yeah. Hmm. That was Michelle. So how do you know Michelle? We we both learned percussion from a very famous local percussionist Yuan. Yes. Okay.、Yeah. That's right. Because Michelle is a comedian, but she's also a drummer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good drummer.、Yeah. Are you still drumming? 
in my spare time, you know. Well, let's talk about then Tourette's. You said that you have a documentary about it, but why don't we start with your personal story first? Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Well, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. I I was born and raised in Dongbei in the Liaoning province. Right. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, my severity of my Tourette's syndrome is not that terrible, you know. You can see I don't have a swearing tick. I don't, um, you know, frequently coughing or, you know, the, 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 the vocal tick is kind of like a medium and mild. But uh, it did give me some trouble. Um, many of my classmates, they didn't bully me, thank God, but they impersonate me, you know. They saw there's one boy in a class making this sound or doing this facial grimaces or, you know, shoulder twitching. They were like, it was funny. But it it just bothered me. Sometimes I stopped doing that. Yeah. But uh, I was lucky that they didn't give me any nasty names for that. You know, they didn't call me weirdo or whatever. And then the second thing that in my childhood is like, uh, I was born in uh, 1983. And, you know, nobody, no doctors uh, could tell my parents what I was. I tried acupuncture, I cured different uh, herbal medication, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, finally they gave up. But I remember there were several times that my dad was in, in a good mood. I was ticking, you know, and he was like, slap me in the face because the tick maybe bothered him. Uh, so uh, it's not like a very traumatic, but uh, it's it just hurts a young kid, you know. Uh, but I forgive him, you know, because it was ignorance, you know. He knew nothing about it. So how can you blame him? Right. Well, you said ignorance. Maybe there are some people listening who themselves don't know what is Tourette's. Mm. So why don't we rewind and maybe you can explain what is Tourette's? Yes, Tourette's is a neurological disorder or condition that uh, makes the patients have this involuntary uh, body movement. Also the the vocal tics, Uh, we call them tics. Yeah, that means sometimes we couldn't help make sound or, or make any twitching movements or something like that, but we couldn't help make it, yeah. And how do you say Tourette's in Chinese? Uh, it has two names. In mainland, people usually call it Zheng, directly like a twitching disorder. Uh, I don't oh. like the name. Uh, but in, in in Taiwan, Hong Kong, or some other places, uh, it's called Tourette's. It's like a Tourette's tourist. So it sounds better than uh, <laughs> right. So it's just a direct translation of Tourette's. Yeah, yeah. I prefer tourist, yeah, mm. rather than twitching something like that. I know what you mean. <laughs> there are some Chinese words where it is a very, very direct so explanation, direct. right? Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't help engender understanding. It almost gives you this identity as someone who is not normal, shall we say. Yeah, kind of like a social stigma, you know, yes. like, and people were more likely to label you yes. by the name of the syndrome. Yeah. Well, you said about your parents then, your father, was it quite a common thing that he would hit you? Quite common, not because of the Tourette syndrome, honestly. <laughs> it's because of I'm really, really bad at mathematics. <laughs> so every time I did bad in a math- mathematics examination, the score was low. So I show him this paper. He was like, God damn it. You know, so many parents, especially fathers in China, they expect their sons to be a dragon, which is bullshit. <laughs> and they were like, my friend's kids, they're good at this and that. I spent a lot of money funding you tutors on the mathematics. Why the heck you... But 
he doesn't know somebody naturally poor at doing math. So it's like he always beat me for that. Oh wow! <laughs> Dear me, that's a whole other subject now. <laughs> yeah. What about your mother in that case? Well, she was an angel. You know, she was my guiding angel. You know, usually.、Um, I think that's the woman's advantage, you know. And women are more agreeable, you know,、uh, less aggressive. Let it go, even though she did not know what I, I had. Yeah. So I think sometimes surrender <laughs> is not always a bad thing, you know. It was right. Like, <laughs> Acceptance, right? Yeah. Just let my boy do whatever he wants.、Mm. Fine. <laughs> How were you feeling at the time? Did you feel the stigma? In my childhood. I didn't feel any stigma until I grew up. You know, in my adolescence, boys and girls tend to be attracted to the others. It did bother me dating because the girls did not know what I was. You know, like、oh, why this guy having this sound and something. Some girls were polite and they dared to ask me, but I I didn't know either. You know, I just、yes. told her there was a little bad habit, and then was she was like. Can you just get rid of it? Because a habit, you can easily get rid of it, you know. But I don't blame on them, you know, because、yeah. they know nothing about it. Well, how can you blame them when you also knew nothing at the time? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, maybe I should ask you then. When did you understand that this was a condition? It was interesting because I think I came to Shanghai two thousand six, and then was like two thousand ten or twelve. I can't remember exactly. It was on a farewell party of American friends, like a Chinese American friends. I think it was like the disco bar, and、uh, I feel a little bit dizzy, you know, because everyone drink. And then there was a, a person who tapped me on my shoulder, and there was an American dude. He's like, "You behave like my friend. You and him, you have similar kind of like a, this movement or something." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like he, he said,、uh, "Do you know what Tourette syndrome is?" I don't know what it is, and then、uh, I got iPad, so I launched it on Wikipedia, and so、uh, he pointed on the word Tourette's, and then I saw the English explanation for that. I was like, "Oh my God, this is it!" It was not from a doctor,、yeah. <laughs> not from Bible. It was it was it was from a farewell party, you know. Wow, <laughs> this was amazing. <laughs> How old were you then? I think it was before thirty or something. Thirty. Twenty nine, twenty eight, something. Wow! You already had been living with this for twenty five, thirty years. Yeah,、before. it's my lifetime companion, dude. <laughs> yes. The whole cloud must have disappeared at the time. Yeah, exactly. I didn't feel depressed. I was like, oh, I got an excuse for all these bad things,、yeah. and then you have not nothing to blame yourself. So when you found out, did you then talk to your family about it? Yeah, yeah, I talked to them about it, and then、um, huh, one week after I knew what Tourette syndrome was, I found a movie called The Front of the Class. It's kind of like a Hollywood movie、uh, in the '90s, I think. It was adapted by a novel called Front of Class by a real teacher called Brad Corn. He has a really severe, terrible take. A very serious Tourette becoming a teacher. He did it. He's a miracle,、wow. and then and the movie made me cry badly. And then I was like, okay, I gotta tell my parents what it is. And then、um, did you share the movie or? I shared the movie. I bought them Chinese translation of the book front of the class.、Mm. So、uh, they they spent some time read, you know. And then I think my father changed a lot, you know. And I think he you know、oh, this is something that、uh, my 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 son had, you know.、Uh, especially after he made my documentary. I show them, and they were like, "Oh, my son,、uh, he did something to help people to re- realize what it is." 
Let's talk about your work then. And this goes back to the object which I'm still looking at in front of us, mm-hmm. your camera lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the documentary you made. After I know Tourette syndrome, I, I search the Tourette syndrome in Chinese online and keywords. I want to know what the situation, you know, the people with Tourette syndrome was having. The result was not happy, you know, with all those videos done by the you know, national TV station or regional TV station. They did it in terms of curiosity, you know. They just painted us as some kind of pathetic figure. And, and finally, he or she met a doctor. And he gave him some medication or some surgery, and then he found. I like. <laughs> I don't want my peers to see this. Well, probably I can be the first dude to make a, a doc of people like me. But uh, the first difficulty is the funding protagonist. You know, because you can't fake up any protagonists. You have to find a real heroes. In the oh, room. the protagonists. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. How many did you have in your documentary? There's four episodes. Each episode contains one protagonist. I find a cinematographer friend. I say, "Hey, dude,、uh, I want you to make a short video about me. It's like a recruit movie. I want to find those hidden heroes, you know, and to come to me, come and find me,、right. you know." And then that two-minute video got some impact, you know, and people saw it. They saw, "Well, is this good?" Maybe they forward each other, and then, that's it, right? Somebody、yeah. would see it and say, "Oh." This is the same thing that my daughter has, my son yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, and then several people emailed me, and then I select four of them. You know,、yeah. they were already ready to tell their story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all the applicants, how did you choose the four? Interesting question because、um, I got probably forty emails with forty stories.、Um, some stories really sad. I was struggling whether I should make it so real, like so realistic, or. Whether I should make it a little bit uplifting, you know, I want to give strength to my peers. My instinct told me that hey, you should make something very uplifting instead of something too moody to counteract the sad movies that were already out there. Yeah,、right? and then I found these four people; they are great. I start crowdfunding, like a Chinese Kickstarter thing.、Hmm. Uh, I collect sixty thousand RMB. It's limited. That's not a fortune for a documentary series with four episodes. Each episode contains at least forty minutes. Yeah, it's limited, you know. But、uh, that's enough. Amazingly, most of the money came from the parents with Tourette's kids. Yes, because they care about their kids a lot. So they think, oh, I might be the person who were able to speak for them first. Yes. Yeah. You had four people. Can、mm-hmm. you talk to me about, let's say, one or two of them? Yeah, every episode they are like four of my kids. You know, all all of them are lovely and adorable. But、uh, there's a two episodes really impress me. One is、uh, is the first episode. The protagonist is a Taiwanese flower arrangement artist. Uh huh. He has a really lovely story. There were a lot of what I called golden sentences from each episodes.、Um, his cousin said, "My cousin Jasper Wu." You know that the protagonist's name is Jasper Wu, so he could not control his tick, but what he can manage is his life. It was、mm. so powerful. When I interviewed him on the spot, like that sentence touched me a lot.、Mm. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, I can't control my tick, but I can handle my life, direction of my life. This guy was really nice to me. You know, he spent a lot of time with me because I spent at least one month. With every protagonist,、oh, it's not、really? like a one-week documentary. You have to make friends with them to capture the real moments. Yes, 
it needs time, you know, and you can't say, hey, Jasper, you meet my schedule. No, you should experience his rhythm, his groove. Yeah. And then that was crazy, but it was fruitful, you know. And yeah. I, I learned a lot from him. You know, we're still a very, very good friend. And then he came to mainland, to my hometown, and my parents met them. And my mom cried, you know, like, oh, I saw Jasper. His Therese is worse than you, but he's such a beautiful, great person. I think at the moment she saw Jasper Wu, I think she think, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it yes. doesn't bother a person to become talent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then also the episode two, the girl, there was a young girl when I shoot her, she was like 18. She had a really bad relation with her mom. They quarreled in front of my camera so badly. Um, yeah. This is it, because you're there for one month, the good behavior falls off after a few days and they start to be real. That's the amazing part of documentary because yeah. you not only want to shoot it like the happy moments, but you want to see the conflicts. Yes. I don't tell them, hey, quarrel in front of me immediately. One, two, three, go. They, they just do it. You're fishing. And then it's a big fish. The most difficult footage to film is how other people look at them in a public locations. Right. But I did came up with some gimmick, you know, like I know how to cover up my big camera when I shoot the girl in Guangdong in a subway because I know she's about to tick. So that's difficult footage to shoot because you have to show the person around her, you know, like, what the hell are you doing that? Yes. Something. But you can see how, how much she bears, you know. But the big change several years after this documentary, she actually made a drama, like a, a stage play based on her Tourette's experience. Hmm. And she did it in Guangzhou. So she become sort of like a Tourette's promoter. Yes how the documentary changed the life of those people. That was brilliant, yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Let's say the mother, after the mother saw the documentary, what did she think about the way she was talking to her daughter? Um, it did help them to change, to improve the relationship a lot. Yeah. I think it, it, it helped, you know. They still quarrel, but not as serious as before. You can't change them. You know? well, that <laughs> might not be Tourette's. That just might be their personality. It's just, it's just single mom <laughs> and, a, and a girl. Sometimes, you know, they have a lot of petty matters. You know, yes. they quarrel with this. So. That's part of life. C'est la vie. <laughs> yeah. Tourette's is not your entire story. It's just one part of your story. Right? You're right. You, you, you make a really good point. I don't want to emphasize too much about Tourette's yes. syndrome. It's like... You don't want to carry it all the time, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be, there's Dajang, the Tourette's guy. You're just Dajang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like the... Huh? Last year, Edward Norton made a movie called The Motherless Brooklyn. Mm. He played a detective with very severe Tourette's syndrome. Oh. So the, it's not a Tourette's movie. It's a detective movie. You've got to watch that movie, you know. Yes. I highly recommend it. This dude nailed it. He got it. I think he must spend time with either a Tourette's friend... Or anybody with Tourette's syndrome. Even he did the OCD part of it. I was like, oh my God, this, mm. this guy spent time on it. You know? What was that movie called? Motherless Brooklyn. And what was your documentary series called? The Happiness of Tourette's Syndrome. Tuo the Xingfu. Okay. Yeah. You've called it Tuo Tuo. Yeah, a nickname. <laughs> and where is it available for people who speak Chinese? Uh, it's on Tengxin Shipin, you know, like a Tencent video, open source. Like everyone can download it. You can watch it, you know. Great, because yeah. I really want people to watch that. Okay. Um, we're talking about Edward Norton and yeah. how he was representing Tourette's. Are there famous Tourette's sufferers that people would know about? Billy Eilish. 
And also the Monkey King, you know, the Journey to the West. Yeah, what, what about that? You know,、uh, it's interesting because there were one of a Taiwanese neurologic doctor. He wrote a book about Tourette syndrome. He's really good at a Chinese ancient literature or something. So he read the Journey to the West in original. So he quoted the original description of the monkey. The monkey, he liked to scratch his face a lot. The author Wu Cheng En, he lived in a, in the end of Ming Dynasty. He had a monkey as his pet to observe his behavior because the protagonist, the monkey king, was a monkey. Yes. But face scratching is not the typical behavior of a monkey. Right. And also, if you read in the original, he's not only doing that. He had eye blinking, twitching, and this kind of thing. Really. It's, it fits. Perfectly of a severe Tourette patient. Really. So probably, the author Wu Cheng En he might have had a a friend, <laughs> very、yeah. close friend, because all major protagonists in the novel all based on a real role model in the life. You can ask every author probably. Yeah. So in the ancient China, people think maybe he was possessed by the spirit of a monkey, ghost, a fairy, something.、Right. So he was like, maybe Monkey King. I put them in the in the Tourette Hall of Fame. Oh, I love it. <laughs> If the Monkey King can have Tourette, then so can anyone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. And you're saying that there are different levels of Tourettes, and yours is not so heavy. Tell me about people who. You've met in your community、yeah. who have stronger cases of Tourette's. Like, what are their symptoms?、Um, I think the the worst symptom is the one with copulalia, or you can see the swearing tick. You know, swearing. Yeah, they couldn't help swearing really badly, but they did a minute. Yes, it's funny. If you have a study on all this cursing word internationally, Chinese, Japanese, English, they all contain explodent, like the word. Yes. F- yes. Or in in French, putain. Most of them, and I'll say all of them, contain this explosion. Which you mean like putain? Yeah, like in Chinese, yes, or something like that. <laughs> so it's because I think swearing is one of humans' stress releasing release. Something、yes. like because god damn it, or something、yes. like it doesn't mean you're a really filthy person, you know. Those words help us release our anger. Yes, and then Tourette's. Why we have ticks? Because we have to release those kind of things. So those severe Tourettes, I think they couldn't help using those things to help them release their disease or something. Yes, then they 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 pick up those swearing words, you know. Yes, yeah. I can understand hiccups, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't control it,、yeah. and it has this noise which can be annoying. It can be embarrassing, but it. Goes in ten minutes, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good equivalent, or is it very different? Usually, I ask people to do a test to experience how we feel. Keep staring at me for two minutes without eye blinking. Uh huh. Probably you'll feel this. Oh my god, I can't do it because you have an urge to blink your eyes once or twice. Yes. So you can't do it. No way. There's an urge you want you to blink. Yes. Not because you're feeling tired. And it's not even an urge. It's just something natural. Yeah. Which you can't control. Yes, I see what you mean. But I do find like the more comfortable your body and soul feels. Like right now, if I'm really focused, I look at your eyes. I'm really focusing on what we talk about. It will make the tick less frequent. Yeah, you can observe that. I just saw it now. Yeah, you slowed your voice down. Yeah, and actually, your body was extremely still. Yeah, yeah, because I feel relaxed and I feel concentrated. You know, Tourette's does give me a lot of downside. 
But the upside is like sometimes the bad mood will make you worse. So easy. You try to be less angry, or try、uh-huh. to eat healthy, try to exercise yourself. So these are the benefits. Yes, because if you are ticking a lot, it means that something is out of balance, right? Yeah. So it's really funny because、uh, I told my friends I can't lie. Yes. Why? Because you can see I'm start ticking my physical or mental discomfort. It shows.、Uh, yes. Will be reviewed by the the tick. You know, I can't hide. I must、God、say, damn it. <laughs> that is such a superpower to actually have something that will tell you, no, I am not comfortable. You can't ignore that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I say I can't be a CEO of a company because you can't hide your emotions. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Everyone, the company is doing well, and then you start ticking. And like, also,、no. <laughs> also there are two things people with Tourette will never do.、Huh? It's a guessing game. You can guess. There are two careers. Drivers? Nope, wrong.、Hang、I、on. tell you. Hang on, politicians. No, wrong. Oh wait, <laughs> thief,、oh. thief and soldier. You know we can't steal things because you shake or you make noises. <laughs> That means we're honest, and you can't be a soldier. You know because you make noises.、Yeah. You know you will be killed by enemy. That means we are pacifist. <laughs> There you go. It's my joke, but、uh... I need to make friends with more people with dreads. These are good guys. <laughs> Do you have any future projects coming up? Recently, I've been working with a, a psychiatrist, a very young psychiatrist. We are thinking about making some kind of creative documentary series about mental sickness, or you can say mental health condition, whatever you name it. We're on the track, so、uh, we'll do it in a very creative way. It will help the majority of Chinese people、uh, to understand the life of people with mental illness. Yeah, Therese is also sometimes medically considered part of、uh, mental sickness. Really? Or mental health, something. So, yeah. Are there any connections between Tourette's and other conditions? Tourette's has the comorbidity. There's a term called a comorbidity. Oh, a comorbidity. Yeah, comorbidity. The comorbidity of Tourette's is is OCD or、uh, ADHD. Really? So I have a little bit of OCD, but I don't have ADHD.、Uh, but OCD and ADHD, depression, Asperger syndrome. Bipolar. Some doctor they want to put it in one basket, but I don't care. You know, I think I think I think I have the empathy because after I make the Tourette documentary, and then I care about people with mental health issues.、Yes. They're not weirdo. They're living around us. Yeah, there's something about the way it's handled in Chinese society where they're just not visible on the street in the same way、yep. that I would see them in the、uh, West. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you do do the documentary. I mean, you know how to do it. You've done it once,、mm-hmm. so I can just imagine you starting again with your funding and then going around China. I can just see the future. If you do it, please do let me know. Sure, sure. Thanks for that. Thank you so much, Dajiang. I feel really happy that you were able to be on this show. I just don't know how I could have found someone better, who not only can represent this very unique. Condition, but also can articulate it in English here in China. <laughs> I feel like you're a very special, unique person on this show. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Let's move on to part two. Yeah, sure. Well, it's the ten questions. Yeah. First question, which comes from Shanghai Daily. What is your favorite China-related fact? I think it's back to my Dongbei love, my love towards my hometown. You know sauerkraut, right? Typical German sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, yes. But in my hometown, Dongbei, we have a sauerkraut even better than theirs. Is that right? You go to Dongbei restaurant in China, 
It's called a Suan Cai sour cabbage. I've had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It even had a similar color of the sauerkraut. <laughs> it tastes amazing. That sounds just like Germany. Yeah, it's just like Germany. Any Germans, if you feel homesick, go to Dongbei restaurant. <laughs> you will never miss home. <laughs> Are you going to now say that the Chinese invented sauerkraut? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Next question, which comes from Rosetta Stone: Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Chinese? 事在人为事在人为 Every successful things can be achieved by people's effort. Yeah, it's actually very easy to understand with those four characters. Yeah, this makes me ask you: Do you think that you became a filmmaker to make these projects? Which came first? I think the idea first. Really, I what I used to be a graphic designer and a cartoonist, an illustrator, a cartoonist. Yeah, I did cartoons, you know, and、uh, some animations right before you know we came to Shanghai. How interesting! Do you still do any animation now? So I'm going to use some of the animation. Into the future plan. So、oh, like a, it's a combination of animation with real footage.、Yeah. You can combine all your skills into one project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one part wonder.、Huh? <laughs> Next question, which comes from Naked Retreats.、Mm-hmm. What is your favorite destination within China? Xinjiang, no doubt about it. Oh, that was quick. When were you last in Xinjiang? Oh my God, it was four years ago. I spent、uh, half a year in there making a documentary. Half a year. Half a year, six months. Whereabouts? Ulmuchi, Kaskar, blah blah blah. Not every city in Xinjiang, but you know, I met a lot of lo- local friends, the Uyghurs. I would like to know their stories and their their music, especially. You know, if you visit Kaskar and、uh, you can see. There's a street selling local Uyghur music instruments. There are about forty different instruments in there. We're like, oh my god, amazing!、Yeah. Yes, yeah, beautiful place. If you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least? I think what I missed most is my parents and my like-minded friends.、Mm. The least I missed, or something I don't like, is our value of determining success. It seems only based on your wealth. But in my ideology, you can't judge a person whether he or she is successful based on how much they earn. I mean, it could be a factor, financial earnings, but what about spiritual earnings? Yeah. Next question: Is there anything that still surprises you about life in China? Food massage. Foot massage. Chinese people love taking care of our feet insanely. <laughs> It's true. We don't have a foot fetish, <laughs> but if you go to Changsha, Hunan Province. They've elevated foot massage in a whole new level. Everywhere, every street, you see they have a logo of little feet. Yes, <laughs> that's a really good one. And you're surprised by it? I'm not a fan of foot massage. Sometimes、no. I did, but、uh, why foot? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the very beginning of a, a thousand miles trip starts. With one foot. One foot. That phrase、yeah. was the favorite phrase、yeah. of a previous guest in the show. Oh, really? It was Sanford Brown、oh、from L'Oreal in season one. Oh. I like how that is now connected with foot massage. Oh, jinx! <laughs> Next question, which comes from Smart Shanghai. Where is your favorite place to go out to eat or drink or just hang out?、Uh, there is a really great, lovely, cozy place called the Wooden Box Bar. Right now, they're looking for a new place. Oh,、Hopefully、I didn't know、find. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. right, yeah. that's a common story in Shanghai, <laughs> where you can go somewhere every day for two years, and then the next day, it's yeah,、gone. like but hopefully they will find a new venue、yeah. for a wooden box. Yeah. 
Next question. What is the best or worst purchase you have recently made? I think the best purchase is living in Shanghai. You can order fresh roasted coffee bean anytime easily. Really like a fresh oven roasted. That's the privilege of living in Shanghai. You know, yeah. As a coffee addict. <laughs> <laughs> Now I feel bad for giving you my cheap coffee today. Next question. What's your favorite WeChat sticker? The WeChat sticker is the one I designed. Oh, tell me what this is. Can you explain it? It's it's called、uh, Brother Aya. It's all related to my Dongbei root because Dongbei people we say Aya Maya.、Uh-huh. This is like a Aya Ogash. Aya Maya. Aya Maya. So <laughs> it's a bunch of stickers. It's not only one. There's 16 of them. So all starts with Aya, Aya Ola, Aya Lomer, something like that. You know. So I call it、uh, Brother Aya. I did it during the COVID outbreak. <laughs> I gotta do something. Well. I can tell that you are an animator and a cartoonist because this is professional. Yes, thanks. I designed it and I animated it. And do you know how far it spread? Like, can you somehow track how popular it became? I have no idea. There's there's no data. Yeah, yeah trick it. Yeah. Do you somehow get paid for it? Also, no. I get little paid for it. I didn't make money out of it. It's just for fun during boring times. You know. <laughs> That's great. Next question: What is your go-to song to sing at KTV? It's a Taiwanese song, a band called Wu Yetian Mayday. It's called the Zimin Yu Chunjiao. It reminds me of my very very good Taiwanese friend called Ziping. So Zimin Ziping, that sounds similar.、Uh-huh. He used to be my leader in in my very first job in Shanghai. And then、uh, every time one of KTV, he chose his song to sing. And then I started to the song singer from him, and he always joked me like, "Hey, Dajiang, you're insulting the Taiwanese dialect songs." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I'll keep insulting that. I don't give a shit about it." And they become our stories. So、uh, every time I went to KTV, I couldn't help thinking of fun times with him. You know. Nice. <laughs> Sing me a little bit. Wagari shunko ru da jia li lei wa yi jin mo gan ga mai ga xiong xing mai ga wa jia ai li li ba ai wa. It's not in Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, what or who is your biggest source of inspiration in China? I think the answer is simple. Every walk of life in China is my spiritual inspiration. Every walk of life in China contains a story. Even those people I don't like, they have their story too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why you are a filmmaker. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Dajiang. Yeah. Thank you too. <laughs> I will let you go. I've kept you too long. Before you go, tell me who out of everyone you know in China would you recommend that I interview in the next season of Mosaic of China? I came up with a very talented local musician. His name is Zhang Kangming. Kangming is definitely one of a kind. He has this unique understanding of both Western and also Chinese music. So he he also he did the backing music for my Terrace documentary. Ah, right. His music style is more visualized. So I give him the nickname of Yani of Shanghai, the Shanghai Yani. Great! I can't wait to meet Kangming. And if you had one question that you would ask Kangming, what would you ask him? Can you、uh, write songs for my next documentary? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Perfect question. <laughs> Thank you again, Dajiang. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really happy. In case you are wondering, the doctor who came up with the theory linking Tourette's to the Monkey King is called Lin Baohua. 
Check out the transcript from today's show on mosaicofchina.com to follow the link to him. If you're watching the video version of the podcast right now, then what you'll be seeing as I'm speaking now is the trailer of Da Jiang's Tuo Tuo De Xingfu documentary series, with the sound off, of course. And if you are in one of the WeChat groups for listeners to the podcast, then you'll see a link there for how you can watch the full series in China. Ping me a message anywhere on social media. You can find me either on Mosaic of China or Oscology, and I'll point you to where you can find everything. When I say everything, this also includes information on where you can listen to the premium version of Mosaic of China, where there's exactly 19 extra minutes of content from today's show. I've added up all the extras from season three so far, and it totals 262 minutes. Which is almost four and a half hours of extra content from season one. I'm about to go on a short break for a few weeks before releasing episodes 16 to 30 of the season. So there's no better way to spend this hiatus than subscribing and listening to all the things that you've missed. Here are a few clips to show you what I mean from today's show. In China, four million are suffering tourism from different levels. Oh, really? I can't help them medically, but I think I can help them spiritually. Absolutely. You don't have to be shameful for being a divorced woman. You tell the man, "I'm divorced. I'm a single mom. That's fine." Same as a threat. People say, "Well, Shanghai has more skyscrapers." I would say, "No. The happiness index does not depend on the number of skyscrapers." Yes. They have no clue for why people have the Tourette syndrome. If you said, "I have Tourette" to somebody in China, would they understand what that was? Still no. It doesn't change that much. I'm very against giving medication to young kids. Every year, I hold like a Shanghai-based local Tourette's get-together. It comes down to PR. Do you have the right PR for your particular condition? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs, with artwork by Denny Newell. After the music, you're going to hear updates from Michelle Chu from season two, episode twenty. And Sabrina Chun from season one, episode twenty-six. All that remains for me to say is a big thanks to you for being with me over the year. I think all of us deserve a little rest, and that includes me. So goodbye, twenty twenty-two, and I'll see you again before too long in the new year. Michelle, hi Oscar. <laughs> hi, good to see you. Yeah, nice to see you again. Yeah, we've run into each other a few times on the streets. Yeah, on the street. Yeah, but we haven't had a proper chance to talk this whole time, so it's great to see you. Yeah. Well, I think our original recording was about eighteen months ago. Tell me, what has been your life since then? Wow, some updates. Okay, so my improv playing is still continue. Good because that's what we talked about. For people who did not listen to our original episode,、uh-huh. we mainly talked about your life as an improv comedian. Yeah. After our last talk,、uh, we joined a very big comedy company、oh. in China. So we we got a chance to have a bigger stage. So we have the place to have rehearsal. We have more chance to give our classes to more people to have more students. So I think things going well. Well, we have more new blood 
and、uh, fresher things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can do something more professional than before, like music, like things with the theater, with the stage, with the audience. Yeah. Interesting. And also, I will tell you,、uh, during these two years, I start my studying again.、Uh, study with、uh, clown teachers. Hang on, I don't understand. Clown teachers. Clown. Clown. Yeah. Clown teachers. Yes. And the puppets. <laughs> oh my god! A lot. <laughs> I kind of am not surprised because you are always learning new things. That's that's classic Michelle Chu. <laughs> yeah. So I think these things I study is like you just enter a big palace, and then、uh, oh,、uh, there's another door in the palace. I just open it. Maybe you find an interesting thing. And more and more and more.、Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a big palace.、Yeah. I don't know how you get the energy, honestly, because <laughs> what people might not realize, and it wasn't very clear in our original episode,、mm-hmm. but this is not your full-time job. You you have a full-time job, yes, right? Yes, I have. This is just everything you do in your spare time. <laughs> so we never talked about your full-time job. What is your nine to five every day? HR. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still in the same company? Yes,、yeah, still the same. I have a very great boss. In the end of last year, he just told us, "I don't suggest you to、uh, quit your job right now, because the next two years, it will be a hard time in China." Yeah, I believe in him. He was right. <laughs> Smart. That's a really big suggestion. Has he ever seen any of your shows? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Does he know that you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my、uh, co-workers they know my interests,、yeah. <laughs> my hobbies. Well, they should know because I <laughs> think being productive at work does have a correlation with being、mm. happy in your life. Yes. <laughs> Now I have a surprise for you.、Mm? Stay there.、Oh, surprise.、Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm I'm holding up a bag, and this is the bag that I used to carry to the studio, and I had this bag. When you and I did our first recording, so what,、oh. I, what I want you to do is to put your finger in that front pocket. You can feel the bottom of that pocket. Feel the bottom. Yeah. And then if you keep on going,、uh-huh. there's a little bit at the at the end where you think、so、it's the bottom. Still, still other space. Right. Into,、uh, yeah. So things get、yes. lost in that pocket. Guess <laughs> what I found in that bag. Wow! Thank you. <laughs> Can you explain what this is? <laughs> yeah, this from a very famous Japanese temple.、Oh. <laughs> I bought it four years ago. Right.、Yeah. Then you left it in the studio,、uh-huh. and you said,、yeah. "Hey, Oscar, I couldn't、uh. find my lucky charm." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, there's nothing here. I don't know where、uh-huh. it is." So I'm so happy to give it well, back to you. Oh, thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for your bet. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. It wasn't my fault, but I、oh, had it. Bob, 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 think it's a very great moment you give me.、Um, I have another one, but I lost that one in Yunnan. In the mountain. Really? Yeah. So your brother now is in Yunnan. In the、uh, mountain. <laughs> you know what? Somehow that one in Yunnan will come back to you. I know it. I believe it. <laughs> now I believe it. <laughs> Before you go, I need to ask you two questions. Uh huh. The first one is about the lady who recommended you, Sabrina Chen, uh huh, from the dance studio from season one of the podcast.、Yeah. Have you been in touch with Sabrina? Yes,、yeah, sure. Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day we post our、um, pictures. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Every day, yeah. Well, I'm grateful to Sabrina. Thank you, Sabrina. 
The second thing is, of course, I will be releasing this catch-up at the same time that I released the episode of Dajang in season three. Ah, oh, who you recommended? Yeah. So, have you been in touch with Dajang? Yeah, sure. Every day. <laughs> wow, I, I feel like I'm in your friendship group now. <laughs> That's so funny you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Also, we have some of our own jokes because we're both from the north of China. I can see when he posts something, you always comment. When he posts something, you always comment, and not just one comment, but you having a a, like a conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's been lovely to see that interaction. I, I do、yeah. feel like I've got to know both of you pretty well over the last few months. So. <laughs> Thank you, of course, for your recommendation to Dajang. Thank you, Oscar, for this talking and the surprise. Hello. Aha!、Uh-huh. Hi, Sabrina. <laughs> Hello, Oscar. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being on the line. You couldn't make it to come and meet me in person, so we're doing this over Zoom. But actually, you are still here in Shanghai, right? Yes, I'm still in Shanghai. Good. And、yeah. for anyone who didn't hear your original episode, you are from all the way back in season one, and at that time you were the program director for the theatres at the International Dance Centre. Are you still doing that right now? Yes, yes, I'm still doing this. I think I've mentioned this in the last episode. We had to focus on the local artists, which is actually a good opportunity for the local artists. Because we didn't pay a lot attention to them when we were able to invite international group,、mm. and they can actually combine their traditional culture with contemporary concept, which is really good thing, and it's fresh. It's a new thing for the foreign audience as well, and I think through contemporary arts, they can know about Chinese, know about China much better. Than just reading the history, <laughs> yeah, and what the textbook said, they borrowed something, the element from the Chinese traditional culture. For example, the Han Dynasty and the Tang Dynasty.、Mm. I know a Chinese choreographer particularly studied the dance in that period. She learned some movements from the wall painting、right. or the history book, and she borrowed from history. When she create her own work, these are only the tools she's using the history as a language, but she wants to tell the story of the modern Chinese people, not just、uh, stories that have been talked many times. Exactly,、yeah. it's trying to repurpose the past for the modern contemporary audience. Yes, yes. Well, I always think it's impressive when you can talk about dance. Using words because it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's such an abstract art. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I tried my best. <laughs> What about you personally? Obviously, you enjoy dancing. I remember we talked about your love of Argentinian tango. Did you manage to keep that up? Were you doing some of that during lockdown, or are you moving on to something else in your personal life? Um, I haven't been dancing for a while, of course, because of COVID. But I will. I think I will catch up. Yes, I should ask you. Actually, is my voice still being used in the theater at the dance center? Do you remember I recorded?、Yes. It is. Yes, it is. Oh my god! Yes, you can hear it. Honestly, because that recording was a kind of COVID announcement, where you know we talk about. 
everything is safely sterilized and and all the different mm-hmm. precautions i would yeah. love it when the time comes when you don't use that recording because that means that we are officially out of the covid times so i'm yeah. praying that you will stop using my voice sometimes <laughs> maybe i'll invite you to record another one <laughs> <laughs> well if you haven't been able to dance i hope that you have been able to at least follow your other passion which is of course your obsession with cats yes how many cats do you have nowadays i still only have one in my house and one in my parents and one in my mother-in-laws and one in the one o- in our office yes <laughs> well i'm glad to hear that at least there are some things which are consistent before i let you go so i should say that we are going to be releasing this update at the back of our season 3 episode so you referred michelle chu to season 2 yes. and then she referred dajiang to season 3 Do you actually know Dajiang as well? I don't know Dajiang. Ah. <laughs> so that's the idea of the mosaic. You will now be connected to Dajiang in season 3. Oh, great. By season 11, this will be a very interesting web of connections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you in touch with Michelle? Yes, through WeChat moments. Yeah, you remind me I need to meet up someday. You see This is the power yeah. of the mosaic. It keeps everyone yes. together. <laughs> exactly. You are a bridge. <laughs> I've been called much worse. <laughs> well, Sabrina, thank you. It's great to have this excuse to talk to you again. You okay. will forever be part of this project and I look forward to having another chance to talk to you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. See you soon.